Blog Talk Radio. She's there or not. Lisa, are you there? 
Well, it doesn't sound like it, so if she can kind of cut in, that would be great. So, anyway, greetings from the great state of Texas. And I'm Pastor Brian Fouts with Hazak Ministries. And uh, I was going to say before we got started, I wanted to introduce something very, someone very special to us that's been joining us on our shows. And I was going to say... Everybody, welcome our sister, Lisa Stevens, but I don't know if Lisa has gotten through on the phone. Lisa, have you been able to get through the phone? Well, apparently not, so uh, I'm really sorry to hear that we can't get her in through the phone here this evening, uh, and so anyway, we're going to be doing the show probably, guess, without Lisa since she can't get through on the lines. And I just wanted to say that, uh, I just wanted to remind everybody that she has been a wonderful blessing to us, uh, to not only to uh, to our family, but to our ministry and, and to everything else that's been going on. So good evening, everyone. And so tonight on Reaching Out Radio, we're going to be sharing four things to help you to saddle up for the new year here. And we're going to be sharing a couple of items here. We're going to be talking about authority. Uh, we're going to be talking about the saddle up. And we're going to talk about being in the thicket. And we're going to be talking about that it's a time to declare. Yes, it's going to be a time to declare. And so we pray that these tips that we give to you tonight will help and bring you some encouragement with meeting your challenges and purposes in your journey. And remember, regardless of your age or your position or station in life, God has a plan and a purpose for you. Yes, let me repeat that. God has a plan and a purpose for you. So this evening, we're going to be sharing those four things to help you to saddle up for the year. And if you'd like to have your friends listen in this evening, you can have them call 626-68607 to listen in. And that number again is 626-696-8607. So anyway, greetings from the scenic Columbus, Texas, where our town is located here on the beautiful Colorado River. You know, if you didn't know it or not, but Columbus is the oldest and platted Anglo-American town in Texas. That's pretty cool stuff. And it's located on the site of the legendary Indian village of Montezuma. And historians say that members of Stephen F. Austin's Old 300 group began arriving in the area way back in 1821. And so with that, Good evening, Sister and Evangelist Montel Fields. I'm Brian Fouts, and this evening we are honored and excited to be back here on Reaching Out Radio, where we are reaching out to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And for those of you in the listening area, we are with Hazak Ministries. And our ministry was started with the vision to bring a message of hope and healing and encouragement to those who are who are hurting, lost, and hopeless. Now, for those of you who do not know, the word hazak is a Hebrew word, and it means to make or be strong and to strengthen and to sustain and to support and to encourage. And we hope that you, our listeners, will be encouraged with our message this evening. And if you've missed some of our previous radio programs, you can always go back to Reaching Out Radio at www.blogtalkradio.com. That's www.blogtalkradio.com. And you can just type in Brian Fouts and Lisa Stevens uh, to pick up some of our previous radio programs. And if you want to listen to some of the older programs, you can just type in Brian and Leah Fouts. And there you can find all of our previous shows, and you can listen to them free on demand. You don't have to pay anybody any money to listen to them. So before we start, I'd like to open up the, prayer, the program with a word of prayer. Father, we pray for protection 
not only for Montel and for Reaching Out Radio, but, Father, we also pray for Lisa Stevens uh, because we're having some technical difficulties this evening. And so, Father, we pray that you would get those taken care of. And, Father, we speak against any demonic powers that are in the airwaves that are trying to keep Lisa off of the air and trying to keep our program uh, kind of all jumbled up. And we would like to pray for those in the listening audience. And we pray for open hearts and changed lives this evening in the name of Jesus name amen and amen and amen so folks we got a great show for you tonight and this evening we're going to share four things that are going to help you with you to saddle up for the year and we will be sharing about authority to saddle up in the thicket and in time and it's a time to declare so this evening first we're going to be talking about the word authority and this is really going to be an exciting topic for all of our listeners tonight. So grab your pen or grab a pencil and some paper and get ready to learn some really awesome tips for your walk in life. Or get to your computer or your iPad or your iPhone and be prepared for some really great ideas to help you and your future. So I hope that you are all ready. So Sit back and get ready to go. And you know, recently I was taking a stroll out here at Beeson Park. Now, Beeson Park's out here in Columbus. And, you know, I always try to take a, a break a couple of times a day and just walk. And, you know, I don't know about you, but it helps me to relax and to stretch and to enjoy the beautiful rolling landscape of Texas out here. And so, anyway, as I finished my walk, I felt a stirring in my spirit. And I've been thinking about letting go. You know, it's kind of interesting. My wife, Leah, used to say, Brian, you've got to learn to let it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. <laughs> and you know, you learn to let go and you just learn to let God take over. And when you do, amazing things begin to happen. And you know, suddenly, the word authority flashed into my, my head. You know, out of all of the words that I could have been thinking about, this was one that just kind of popped out. So then, what do you think that that word authority means? I miss having Lisa on here because Lisa always does some really great uh, work about helping me with everything that's on here. So anyway, we looked up that word in the Webster's Dictionary, and it defines the word as this. It means that it's a... Citation, as from a book or a file, hmm. used in defense or support. It also means the power to influence or a command a thought or behavior. And it also means freedoms granted by one in authority. It also means persons who are in command. And it also means that it's a convincing force. Hmm. Now, in Hebrew, that word is tekef, and it means authority or power and strength and energy. You know, I kind of like those words, strength and energy. So where does this authority then come from? I like the way that the question is asked and answered in the book of Job. Yes, in the book of Job. And it says over here in Job 34, 13, and 21, and I'm going to be reading from the New American Standard Bible. It says, Who gave him authority over the earth? And who has laid on him the whole world? For God's eyes are on the ways of a man, and he sees all of his steps. 
I've been thinking about this all week long because there's been people that I've been talking to have really been having some problems in life. And I have to kind of remind them that God plans out all of their steps. And this was a great reminder that God's eyes are always on the ways of man and he sees all of his steps. All right, now some may ask, but does authority really mean anything to me? Well, of course it does. And does it really matter in the big scheme of things? (laughs) Well, you bet it does. And then, you know, some people may turn around and come back and say, you know, I pretty much do my own thing and I don't need any help. That seems to be pretty common with people today. Well, of course you don't need any help. However, if you really want to make a difference in this world and really make an impact in the lives of others, you might want to stay tuned in and listen in just a little bit further. And if you think about it, there is some really good stuff waiting for you. And it's right around the corner. And you see, we can pretty much do whatever we want to do using our own great intellect and thinking. But the Lord has given us something that is even better. Yes, the Lord has given us something that is even better. Besides, where do you think all of your ideas came from? Hmm? They all came from him. And this is from the book of Amos, chapter 4, verses 13. And it says, For behold, he who forms the mountains and creates the winds and declares to man what are his thoughts, he who makes the dawn into the darkness and treads on the heights of the earth, the Lord of God of hosts is his name. Let me repeat that again. For behold, he who forms the mountains and creates the wind and declares to man what are his thoughts, he who makes the dawn into darkness and and treads on the heights of the earth, the Lord God of hosts is his name. Now, I don't know about you, but that's pretty cool. And, you know, we are all blessed to have such a mighty and loving father. Lisa has told me that over the, over the past couple of years, she's just has always reminded me that we are blessed to have such a mighty and loving father. And, you see, we've been given authority to be servants, to serve him and to serve others. And, you know, here's something just really, really cool. He has given us superhuman abilities to do the work that he has called us to do. You see, there are two types of authority in this world. There's intrinsic authority. This is the type that you were born with. And then there's delegated authority. This is the authority that is given to you. Isn't that pretty cool? Intrinsic authority you're born with and delegated authority is something that is given to you. That's pretty cool. Isn't that interesting? Now, the first thing that Jesus gave us when he left was authority. Yes, you heard what I said, and that's correct. He gave us authority, and authority was given to us. And authority was given to us over our territory and over our assignment. It's pretty neat, isn't it? And this is from Romans 13, 1, and I'm reading this in the Amplified Bible Version. And it says, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, granted from his permission and sanction. And those exist have been put in place by God. Hmm. So then what does this authority look like? I mean, is this anything different than what I'm doing now? 
Well, you bet it is. It is all-inclusive of everything that you are doing and much, much more. You know, this is from Matthew 28, and this is verses 18 through 18 through 20, and I'm reading this from the New International Version. It says, Then Jesus came to them, and he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Yeah, some of you have heard that off and on in church, but I want to read that to you again. And this is from Matthew 28, 18 through 20, and this is in the New International Version. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, and therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Don't you just love that passage? You know, that we are to go out and to make disciples of all of the nations. Not some, not a few, but of all of the nations. What an awesome command from the Lord himself. Man, that is just powerful. Don't you think? And here's something very, very important. When you decide to let God take control, he will give you the authority that you need to fulfill his calling and assignment on your life. That's right. When you finally give in and you decide to let God take control in your life, he will give you the authority that you need to fulfill his calling and assignment on your life. And here's something pretty cool. John shared this insight from Jesus when he said, and I'm going to read this from John, from the book of John, chapters 14, verses 12 through 14. And this is from the Amplified Version. I kind of like the Amplified Version more times. He says, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, Anyone who believes in me as Savior will also do the things that I do, and he will do even greater things than these in extent and outreach, because I'm going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name and my representative, and this I will do so that the Father may be glorified and celebrated in the Son. And if you ask me anything in my name as my representative, I will do it. Wow, that's pretty powerful, isn't it? Just ask him and he will do it for us? Man. And that is really such a powerful scripture and promise from our Father. Lisa shared that with me. She said, that is really a powerful scripture and promise from the Father. And I agree with her. Yes, it is. And that is a promise that you can count on. So, folks, be ready to be moved mightily this week by our Lord and prepare to take authority over your territory and over your assignment this week. And then finally, I want you to remember this, and this is from Joshua 1.9. This is one of my favorite passages. Have I not commanded you to be strong, vigorous, and very courageous? And be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Man. And as you begin your day... Stop and take some time out to pray and give God praise for all of the things that he has done for you and for your family. And, you know, when you do, you too will be blessed. Oh, I love giving God praises every day for all things. So isn't this a great study this evening? And our prayer and our hope is that you are blessed this evening. So remember... 
It's time to saddle up. So, before we get started on our next study this evening, I just wanted to share something special with you. And this is a word of hope with you and to encourage you and to remind you of God's promise that regardless of all of the challenge that are taking place in the world, in our country, in our communities, that today I want to remind you that God is still in control. Maybe you just need to repeat that to yourself and just say, God is still in control. God is still in control. And you know, and even though there seems to be some bitterness and some confusion and anxiety in this world, and the enemy really tries to distract us from him, remember this, and this is important, that if we repent and if we turn ourselves back to the Lord, that he will heal our land and that he will heal us. I just love that. If we repent and if we turn ourselves back to the Lord, he will heal our land and that he will heal us. Now, I just want to read to you one of God's promises, and this is from Second Chronicles 7.14. And again, I'm going to read this from the Amplified Bible. If my people, who are called by my name, shall humble themselves, pray, seek, crave, and require of necessity my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Isn't that a cool verse? I just love that verse. So tonight, it's time to saddle up, folks. And you know, while taking one of my walks the other day, I was thinking about everything going on around us. Change is all around us. Some good, and yes, some not so good. And with all of these distractions, we have to stay focused on him so that we can stay on track in our kingdom assignments and work and to keep something going. And, you know, and I stopped and I took a little breather out there and from my little walk, and I looked across the field where some horses were grazing out in the pasture. And for those of you who don't know, Pastor Leah just loved horses. She always loved horses, especially when we were out for a drive. She'd just start naming the different types of horses that were out there. She got me to name a few of them, you know, like a pinto and a paint and a white and a black, but I didn't do so well. (laughs) But, you know, while I was driving, these words came into my mind. It's really time to saddle up, folks. So grab the reins and head out into the sunrise. So anyway, what does that mean to saddle up? And just where did this come from? Well, according to Webster's Dictionary, that word saddle means to put a saddle on, to like to saddle a horse. It means to load or charge with a burden. And has he's saddled himself with lots of problems. Or it means to impose as a burden or a responsibility. And, you know, it means to mount into the saddle, often followed up by up or in a position to direct or to command to be in control and you know it's actually the act of getting ready to go somewhere especially the act of getting ready to like maybe drive somewhere and lastly it means to leave and to prepare to leave how about that that's pretty neat now in hebrew that word saddle is Merkav, and it's pronounced, it's actually pronounced Merkavi. That's kind of interesting. But it means a chariot, a place to ride, or a riding seat. Or it just means a seat, like a litter. I always kind of think a litter of like cats. Or just a saddle. And did you catch the last one? There's that word saddle again. 
So in essence, when we saddle up, we actually mount up for the next ride. And now that word mount in Hebrew is the word Allah, and it means to bring up, it means cause to ascend or to climb, or it just means a cause to go up. And so anyway, this is from Isaiah 40, 31 from the King James Version. And a lot of you should know this passage because we hear it a lot of times. It says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings as eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Isn't that cool? But they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, and they shall run, and they will not be weary, and they shall walk and not be faint. Isn't that just neat, folks? That if we wait upon the Lord, he will give us all that we need. That's right. If we just wait upon the Lord, he will give us all that we need. And, you know, I found this really neat website the other day, and there's something in here for every cowboy or cowgirl. <laughs> it's contained in the top 100 cowboy Bible verses. Yes, they've got a cowboy Bible, if you want to call it that, and it's, it's from the simplified cowboy version. I always like to kind of see what they have out there. Anyway... I love the way that Isaiah 40:31 reads in the simplified cowboy version. It says, But those who hope in the Lord will be able to get back on. They will ride to the top of the mountains, and they will thunder across the plains, and they will walk boldly, and they will stand proud. Isn't that cool? But they who hope in the Lord will be able to get back on and they will ride to the top of the mountains, and they will thunder across the plains, and they will walk boldly and stand proud. So, you know, when we mount up or when we saddle up, the Lord can renew our strength, and we can run, and we cannot be weary. Wow. And if you think that you're all alone out there, think again. And here's another great verse to make you feel really good on the inside. and This is from Hebrews 4.15 from the same cowboy Bible. It says, We have a cowboy on our side who stands before God and completely understands everything that we go through. He has tried every trail and experienced every situation, but he's never made a mistake or sinned. Isn't that something? We have a cowboy on our side that stands before God and completely understands everything that we go through. He has trod every trail and experienced every situation, but he's never made a mistake or sinned. Wow. I just love that verse. So to start a new journey or to get back on track, you have to prepare to leave and then be prepared to be led by the one who has given you the vision to make a difference in this life. And you know, finding your way can sometimes be pretty tough, and it can be a pretty tough task to take on, you know? But it's important to learn that you have to believe to receive. And believing is important. But more than that, you have to learn to go from believing to knowing that it will be done. And that means your faith. Your faith has to have faith to believe. And once that you have that belief, then you will move from believing to knowing. And Sister Lisa found this really great verse from John, from John 1, verse 12, from the Amplified. This was pretty cool. She wrote, she said, But to 
as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the right, he gave them the authority and the privilege to become children of God, that is, to those who believe in, adhere to, to trust in, to rely upon his name. Man, wasn't that great? You know, and as the scripture tells, he gave us the authority and the privilege to become children of God. That means that he will provide everything that we need to accomplish the goals and visions that he's given to us. To renew your faith, and God will revive your hearts and renew your focus. And I just want to share with you that last piece of scripture with you, and this is, a, this is again from John 1, verse 12. But I kind of like the way that it reads in the cowboy version. It says, To all who have chosen to saddle up with him, to those who believed in who they ride for, he gave them the right to become cowboys of God. Yeehaw, partner! <laughs> and as they say in Texas, times are waiting, wasting, so get her done. And it's time to saddle up. So in our next study tonight, we're going to be talking about the word thicket. Yeah, that's what I said, thicket. So if you've not done this already, again, as I said earlier, grab your pen or a pencil and some paper and get ready to learn some really awesome tips for your walk in life. Or get to your computer or your iPad, and if, or maybe you've got an iPhone, and be prepared for some really great ideas to help you and your future. So, here we go. This past month, while I was driving down the road from where I live out here, from I live out here in Columbus, so I like to take rides toward Weimar, Texas, on the way to Schulenburg, that's heading west, I take the old 90 road instead of going on the freeway. So this past month, while I was driving down the road from where I live, I noticed a group of plants growing together. All right, so there was a small river band bed below, and all around the bed were some oak trees. And there were some tall bushes, and there were some other tall plants, and there were some vines and some sticker bushes as well. I don't particularly care for sticker bushes, but so Lisa had asked, she had said, she said, you know, if you think about it, that sounds like an interesting place, and of course, it's just down the road, or as you like to say, just a ways down the road. <laughs> so anyway, I kind of pulled over, and as I stood there gazing upon this landmark of everything that was out there, this word thicket came out of my mouth. No, there wasn't anything stuck in my mouth. It was just the word thicket. And my Leah used to tell me, she said, Briny, you come up with some of the really interesting words from time to time. And I would just tell her, yeah, I know, I know. And so where did that word come from? Was it the pizza that I ate last night or something else? <laughs> so what is a thicket? Well, you know, Webster defines that word as a group of bushes or small trees that grow very close together. Well, duh. So, you know, it's also a dense growth of sharp shrubbery or small trees or something resembling a thicket in density or it's an impenetrable well you can't it's you can't get through it so basically it's pretty thick and it's some pretty thick stuff and you can barely see through it and, and you really can't walk through it and so we kind of found this uh lisa found this really good uh scripture verse from genesis 22:13 from the amplified and it says, Then Abraham looked up and glanced around, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering 
ascending the sacrifice instead of sacrificing his son. You know, now that word over there in Hebrew is the word savak, which really means to entwine or entwining an entwining vine or a tree or a bush. Now, in the scripture verse that Lisa found for us, it said, And behold, behind there him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. So, just like the ram that was mentioned in that verse, here's a question for you. Have you ever found yourself stuck in a thicket? Hmm. Now, maybe some of you out there have been stuck in a thicket once before. And you know what I mean. It's that feeling of being caught or trapped. And yes, it's that feeling that you're about to be sacrificed for something. <laughs> kind of like you feel like things aren't going well at work and everything's going crazy and all of a sudden you just kind of feel like the boss is going to come in and blame you for a lot of things and you're about to be fired. It's that kind of a feeling. So Lisa had asked me, she said, well, but really, what kind of an example are you going to give our listeners? And I said, well, this can kind of happen when a company downsizes or a company that you work for just closes its doors, man. I mean, it's just they don't wait to let a bunch of people go. They just say, thank you very much, you're on your own, and they kick you out the door. And, you know, the same thing can happen in relationships, and it can happen in the business. And, unfortunately, folks, it can really happen in a church. I've known of churches who suddenly just told their congregation things aren't working, and today's the last sermon, and they're closing the doors. Yeah, that's uh, that's something really big time, you know. And you kind of suddenly feel trapped, you know. It's like big time, and you can't do a thing. So that's when they say that when things get tough, the tough get going. So, you know, when things get this rough, maybe you find yourself asking, so, gosh, what do you do? How do you handle these things when they come up like that? Well, you know, many people tend to have a knee-jerk reaction. They want to blame others. They want to get mad. They rant and rave at being taken advantage of, and they turn to anything to find peace and safety. And then they kind of start walking around, you know, and they start saying, it's not fair. Well, it's not my fault. It's somebody else's fault. What, why is this happening? It, this shouldn't be happening to me. Ah, that's very, very true. And it is in those times that one just might sacrifice all that they have just to stop the pain and to find peace and security. I've seen people turn to alcohol. I've seen him turn to drugs. I've seen him turn to do other things and just basically ruin their entire life. And it's very sad. But right now, I want to get back to our story in the Old Testament. So Abraham was going to sacrifice something dear to his heart. He was going to sacrifice his child, his son. But got to remember, Abraham trusted God, and the Lord provided a ram stuck in a thicket instead. And you know, in a moment of fear and distress, we actually may feel that we have to sacrifice something just to get past our obstacles in life. And this could be our jobs, it could be our homes. It could be our finances, and possibly it could be our family. But you know, God wants us to trust him and to look in the thicket for his answer. 
Why? Because God will always provide. You know, and I want to read this promise from the Lord, and this is from Genesis 22:14 in the Amplified. This is something that Lisa gave to us. So Abraham names that place. The Lord will provide, and it is said to this day that on the mountain of the Lord it will be seen and provided. Let me read that again. So Abraham named that place, and the Lord will provide, and it is said to this day, on this mountain of the Lord it will be seen and it will be provided. God will always provide for everything that you need when you're stuck in the thicket. Now, here's something neat. In the Hebrew language, that word provide is the word vra'ah, and it means to be seen and to perceive and to appear or to be visible. And you see that God makes no demands on us, only that we trust him. He has given us a free gift, a gift of salvation and eternal life, and he will provide everything that we need in life. That's right. He will provide. Let me repeat that again. You see that God makes no demands on us, only that we trust him and that he has given us a free gift, a gift of salvation and eternal life. And he will provide everything that we need in life. That's right. He will provide. And that means that when you are in the thicket, the Lord will provide for all things. And he will provide you with the answer to all of your prayers. Our God will supply everything that we need. And Lisa had sent this to us from Philippians 4.19, and this is from the English Standard Version Bible. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. You see, God will also give you what you need in times of stress, in times of desperation and in times of hopelessness. He will still provide. And you know, some of you out there might be asking, say, you do not know what I'm going through right now. I really need help. I need wisdom, discernment, and direction. And I'm really afraid of what is before me right now. Or what can you say that will give me hope? Well, here is a great hope for you to cling on to from the Lord. And this is from 1 Corinthians 10, 13, from the Amplified. No temptation, regardless of its source, has overtaken or enticed you that is not common to human experience. Nor is any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance. But God is faithful to his word He is compassionate, and he's trustworthy. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist. But along with the temptation that he has in the past and is now, and will always provide the way out as well, so that you will be able to endure without yielding and will overcome temptation with joy. Again, that's from 1 Corinthians 10, 13 in the Amplified. So listeners, when you find yourself stuck in the thick of things or your very own thicket, try this simple step. Pray. Ask him for help and wait for his reply. Our last part of our 
our study is going to be on the word declare. But before we get started, I've been praying all day, and, and I also wanted to share this special word of hope with you. Yes, a word of hope, a, a word to encourage all of you out there, and to also to remind you of God's promise. You know that lots of us have many, many challenges that are taking place in this world that, that come through for us. And also very many challenges that are taking place in our country and our communities and our towns and our families. And today I just want to remind you that God is still in control and that God still sits on the throne. Nobody's kicked him off the throne. He is still there. And here's a promise and a reminder from Philippians 4, 6 through 7, and this is from the New International Version Bible. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, and by prayer and by petition, and with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Wasn't that just awesome? So this evening we're going to talk about something that's really exciting in this world, and it's about it's time to declare. This is a really great topic that we wanted to talk to tonight. And we all need to learn to declare and to have positive affirmation daily. So, once again, recently I was out here walking around on the grounds at Beeson Park by the Colorado River. Yes, I do like to walk. It's healthy for me. And I was just thinking about God's plans for our ministry for this year. Lisa had told me, she said, you know, you've been doing a lot of walking lately out here. And... You've been doing a lot of walking, especially since Pastor Lee had passed away. And I said, yes, I have been. So during that this time, I've been praying and asking for the Lord for his will and for his direction. And as it usually happens, and suddenly this word popped into my head. Now, you know, when Pastor Lee was alive, she used to start laughing and she'd say, so it popped into your head. Did it hurt? <laughs> and I used to tell her, no, it didn't hurt when it popped in. And I just say, silly girl, it didn't hurt. But anyway, that word came to me. And again, it was the word declare. Now, some people that I know may ask, so what's important about that word? And why in the world do we even need to declare anything? I don't see any reason for that. Well, first off, after my prayer time, I went back inside and I looked up this word. Actually, Lisa looked up the word and gave it to me. She's, a, she's such a great help. So anyway, after she looked this up, it means to make known formally, officially, or explicitly. It also means to make clear and to make evident. It also means to state emphatically or affirm something. And then I'd asked her if she had found a Bible verse to go with these, and she said, well, of course I did. And she found this from Psalm 40, verse 5 from the Amplified Bible. And it reads like this, Many, O Lord my God, are the wonderful works which you have done, and your thoughts toward us. No one can compare with you. If I should declare and speak of them, they are too many to be numerous. Wow. That's pretty powerful. Now, that word declare in Hebrew is the word yada. Now, I know a lot of times people want to go, yada, 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 means that means you're just talking too much. But no, to declare 
in Hebrew is the word yada, to declare. And so here are a few definitions for this neat word. It means to know, to perceive, and see. It means to find out and to discern, to distinguish, to know by experience, to recognize, to admit, to acknowledge, and confess. It also means to consider, to have knowledge, and to be wise, and to be made known. And I like this last one, to be revealed. Wow. And Lisa found this great verse to go with this. This is from Job 22, verse 28 in the Amplified Bible. And it reads, You shall also decide and decree a thing, and it shall be established for you, and the light of God's favor shall shine upon your ways. So if you declare something, then it will be established for you, and the light shall shine upon your ways. Lisa told me, she said, I don't know about you, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> and I have to agree. So here are some other things to declare about God's promise in your life. To declare his supernatural peace in your life. To declare his healings over you and your family. To declare his blessings daily. And to remind yourself of his provision and of his blessings and favor on your life. If you're not doing that, you need to be declaring those things over your family and over you now to declare his healings, his supernatural peace, his blessings, and to remind yourself of his provision and of his blessings and favor upon your life. You've got to remind yourself of his provisions and of his blessings and favor on your life. That's really, really important. You know, and I was reminded of a couple of great things that Doug Addison shared about being prepared. And he shared this back in 2017, and it still applies to us now in 2022. He said that we need to declare and agree with the new things that will bring spiritual refreshing while we have been in the wilderness. We need to declare and agree with the new things that will bring spiritual refreshing while we have been in the wilderness. And this is from Isaiah 43, verses 18 through 19 in the, in the NIV. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness of, and streams in the wasteland. Lisa, Lisa shared with me, she said that we need to declare a new day as God's light shines on us and through us. And from Isaiah 60, verse 1, that we need to arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Wow, that is just so powerful. We also need to declare that the Lord will provide for all things and learn to call on him daily. Not just for a few things and not for a lot of things, but we need to declare that the Lord will provide for all things and to learn to call upon him daily. Lisa shared with me, this was from Psalms 116, verses 1 through 2 in the New International Version. She said, I love the Lord, for he has heard my voice. He heard my cry for my mercy because he turned his ear to me, and I will call on him as long as I live. I want to repeat that to you. This again, this is from Psalms 116, verses 1 through 2, and this is in the New International Version. 
I love the Lord, for he has heard my voice. He has heard my cry for mercy, because he turned his ear to me. And I will call on him as long as I live. And here's something that's really important. You've got to declare that you will pray daily. When I get up and get rolling in the morning, I have a daily prayer to start the day, and it kind of goes like this. Father, I give you the praise this morning for the weather and for the changes of the season, regardless of what it looks like. And I praise you for another day to be on the top side of the grass, to help me to be positive and to be open and willing and obedient to be used by you. And, Father, I look forward to those divine appointments and those divine encounters. And I thank you for the open doors and opportunities to help others. And, Father, I thank you for all that you do. And I thank you again that we are blessed in our coming and in our going. And, Father, we thank you that you have blessed us to be a blessing to others. And, folks, I share this with you, that if you are faltering or falling down in your work or your vision, then it's time to pick yourself up and to ask God to encourage you and to give you the strength and endurance that you need. And here's a great promise to remember. And, again, this is from Isaiah 40, verse 31. But those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. And they will soar on the wings like eagles. And they will run and not grow weary. And they will walk and not be faint. And shout from the rooftops and begin to declare your victory over the enemy today. Wasn't that just a great study today? So, I just want to remind you that I'm Brian Fouts and that... Lisa and I are with Hazak Ministries. We're an encouragement ministry out here by the Colorado River, out here in Columbus, Texas. And just as a reminder that our ministry, that we've written a couple of books about our journey and how we got into ministry. The first book is called From Misery to Ministry, A Walk of Faith Through the Loss of a Loved One. It's a wonderful book that brings hope and healing and encouragement to those who have lost a loved one. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Leah and I lost our only child in 2004. Uh, she had been murdered by three young men. And that, as I remember, that uh, Rod Parsley once said that out of your greatest tragedy or misery, God will birth your greatest ministry. And the book is easy to read and will make an impact in your life. And the book is available through the website. Uh, and right now we just ask people if they want a book, just write to us and say, I'd like a book, and we'll mail you one. You don't have to pay for us unless you just want to send us a, a love offering. But the books are not for sale. You can just ask for one, and we will mail you a book. Our second book is called Steps of Faith. And Steps of Faith is an exciting adventure into learning to be led by the Holy Spirit and learning to take Steps of Faith. And again, you can't purchase the book. If you'd like one, just request a book and we'll send you a book. And the last book that we've written is called Walking Through Grief. It's a journey of peace. And it's for those who have lost a loved one and that you're really trying to handle the grief process. It's a great book with lots of resources and stories to help you through the grief process and to bring you healing. And again, if you'd like one of those books, just send us an email and request a book, and we'll just send you a book. We don't want you to buy the book. We, just, we would love to send you the book. And if you feel led that you would like to send us a love offering, you can, but we don't want you to buy the book. We just want to send you the book to help you out. And we hope that these books 
And these divine encounters that you'll read about will assist you in learning to take your very own steps of faith and to help you with your walk and your journey through the loss of a loved one and learning to have a a journey of life as you learn. And you can go to our website is www.hazakministries.com. Again, that's www.hazakministries.com. And just send us a note. You don't need to purchase the book. Don't worry about it. It tells you you can buy a book, but just send us an email and just say, Pastor Brian, I would like to have a book or I'd like two of these books, and we'll just drop them in the mail to you, okay? And if you'd like for me to come and speak at your church or your men's group or one of your special events, uh, you can please contact me at 832-878-8043. That number again is 832-878-8043. And as I always tell people, or you can always catch me on the our handy-dandy landline out here in Columbus, and that number is 979-500-4256. Again, that number is 979-500-4256. And we'd also like to uh, tell you that if you wish that you, if you'd like to donate to our ministry, you can always send us a donation to Hazak Ministries. 1410 Rampart Street, Columbus, Texas, 78934. That's Hazak Ministries, 1410 Rampart Street, Columbus, Texas, 78934. Or you can always go to our website, www.hazakministries.com, and you can click on a donate button, and you can donate there online. And that would be a way that you could help us to support our ministry. We would love to hear from you. And again, we would just like to tell our wonderful sister, Evangelist Montel Fields, that it's an honor to be a featured guest here on the air with Montel Fields on Reaching Out Radio, where we are reaching out to be the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ. And again, we would just like to thank you, and we would like to tell you to remember to be strong, and to be Hazak. And with that, God bless you. We love you. Good night, and we look forward to speaking with you next month on the radio. God bless you, and good night.